Hey everybody, welcome back to the pod. Today we have Lila, who is just starting her undergraduate thesis in Brian's lab. Welcome to the podcast, Lila. Thanks for having me. To get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role at Ryerson? I'm a fifth year chemistry student, or going into my fifth year, and I'm just starting my thesis. Kind of it. (laughs) And you're new to Brian's lab as well, right? Yeah, I just started this summer. So how are you finding that transition through, I guess, online school? Because normally it would be in person. Now you're going to be transitioning to writing your thesis, I guess, online or remotely. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel okay about it so far. I don't really mind learning online. And I had to take a couple of summer courses this summer anyway. So I'm kind of used to it now. Uh, definitely be weird, though, in terms of like lab research. Yeah, for sure. So I guess you're adjusting well then. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Okay. It's not that bad. That's good to hear. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your hometown, like where you're from, where you grew up, and if you moved anywhere before going to university? So I'm from just on the outskirts of Ottawa, uh, a, a village, actually. It's not even a town. It's a village, North Gore. And yeah, I lived there pretty much my whole life and then decided to move to Toronto for undergrad. Okay, so that's so cool. You actually aren't from Toronto. So you moved to Toronto to go to school at Ryerson? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Everybody so far that I've interviewed, like, lives in the GTA and has lived there their whole life. Oh, yeah? That's really cool. Yeah. Why did you choose Ryerson, if you don't mind me asking? It's honestly kind of a dumb reason. It's because (laughs) you could take public transit, and I didn't want to stay in Ottawa. Uh, When I was, like, in grade 12, I didn't know what I wanted to do at all because I was like pretty much aggressively mediocre at all my classes so there wasn't one that I was like oh this is it this is what I should go into Mm -hmm. so I applied for undeclared science and undeclared arts programs which ended up being in Ottawa and at Ryerson and got into all of them and then was like well I don't need a car in Toronto so (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) did you live on res at Ryerson or how How did your, like, housing situation work out? Yeah, so in first year, I stayed in res. I was in Pittman. And then um, I actually ended up running into my one now roommate on move-in day. We went to grade 9 and 10 together, and we ran into each other in the staircase on move-in day. And we were both like, excuse me, what? And started hanging out again. So then met up with a couple other people I went to grade 9 and 10 with and ended up moving out with them. That's really lucky, too, that you were able to find, I guess, I guess Toronto's not a big city, but compared to Ottawa, I would say it's it's larger, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Toronto's a much bigger city than Ottawa. Yeah, I know, because I don't want to say Toronto's a big city because it's really not, but yeah, compared to Ottawa, it's definitely larger, so it's probably nice for you to see those familiar faces, and then you're lucky you didn't have to deal with Hopefully you didn't have any issues with your roommates because you already knew them. That's so nice that you were able to find them in Pittman Hall. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. So now where are you living? Uh, so I live in an apartment with those roommates still. Oh, we've still? Been living together. Yeah, we've been living together for like the past three-ish years, just downtown. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are all still living together. That's great. That means that you guys... We're lucky with where you're moving and stuff, so you all get along. That's really good. I know lots yeah. of people moved out with people, like, from their university in second year, and it just did not work out well, and they had to, like, find a new apartment and new roommates, and it's just horrible, so you got really lucky there. 
Yeah, definitely. Especially with like COVID going on. I know some of my mm -hmm. friends who live alone right now downtown and they had to like isolate for the first bit completely by themselves. Yeah. And I was like, that would have really sucked. Yeah, that would be so horrible because there's not really, I know downtown the restrictions were really bad in a sense of like, I remember my one friend telling me that like if she was going outside and stuff, there were like cops kind of everywhere and it was like really tough and they were like IDing people, which oh, I wow. find kind of like crazy. I mean, I didn't get affected too much because I live in the outskirts of Toronto, so mm -hmm. I didn't really see that. But yeah, that would be horrible, especially since, like, the condos are so small downtown. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That's, like, the one thing is that apartments are very small. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, like, so much money, but I, I heard that with the COVID, they're go decreasing in price now. So maybe one day I'll be able to afford one. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Hopefully me too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so you said that you went to high school in Ottawa yeah. and stuff. So how was your high school experience? Like, were you a good student? How did you do in school? And you said you didn't know what to apply for. Yeah, I would say that I was not a good student, but I got good <laughs> grades anyway. Because <laughs> I definitely didn't put in any amount of effort that I should have to get good grades. Well, that just means that you're really smart then. If you can get by with that. That doesn't help you when you get to university, though. <laughs> you don't that know how to study for a test. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the first two years of high school, I was at a school downtown. So it would take like an hour-ish to get there every day because I was in the IB program, the International Baccalaureate program, which is where I met one of my roommates. And then I dropped out of that to go to my hometown high school for grade 11 and 12. And then because I, the IB program, you take like accelerated classes, right? So I had already learned a bunch of stuff that I had to cover again in grade 11 and 12. So that like reinforced the idea that I definitely didn't have to put an effort right now, mm -hmm. which was not a good thing <laughs> in the long run. Definitely not Wait. a good thing. So you lived in the, the town outside of Ottawa and you commuted into Ottawa to go to school for high school? Yeah, for the first two years. North Gore is kind of like on the very outer limits of what's considered Ottawa. So it takes like about 45 minutes to an hour to get to the downtown area where I was going to school for the first two years. That's probably similar. Like I live probably the same distance as that. In Ottawa, like in North Gore, there isn't public transit. Like there was one bus oh, that horrible. came once a week and it was for the, there was like an elderly lady. And so she would go on it to like go to the nursing home to visit her friends. And so that came like every Tuesday. But other than that, there wasn't public transit from like North Gore to downtown. You had to go like drive 20 minutes to the next closest like town or city or whatever to get yeah. to it. So if you That's got, you basically had to have a car is the thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah. oh, you just drive there. Yeah. Well, I guess for you, it was like you basically, since you didn't have a car, you had to move out. So it's like, okay, do I move to Ottawa or do I move somewhere new? So you're like, yeah. okay, I'm going to move somewhere new and exciting. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, yeah, that's so weird, though, because I think we're lucky in Toronto because the subway line, like the TTC is kind of like small. But the GO train goes, like, so far. I, was, I think they're expanding it, too. But we're really lucky because I only live 40 kilometers from Toronto. But it's, like, a 45 to an hour drive to get there. 45 minute to an hour drive to get there for me. So I'm lucky with the GO train. It's, like, super easy. But I think in cities, like, in Ottawa, it's not as, like, connected. Because I would say that Toronto's more of, like, a – what's the word? It's, like, I remember learning it's, it in it's geography. Like a, uh, it's really densely packed, like in terms of population, yeah. and uh, yeah. you kind of sprawled outwards versus yeah. Ottawa. It's like a big city in terms of like landmass, 
but mm-hmm. not in terms of population. So like, even if yeah. you're downtown in Ottawa, you can't necessarily walk everywhere. Yeah. Well, like most, if you're really downtown, you can, but as soon as you kind of start going further out, things take a lot longer to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, there's a specific word for it. It's like Metro something. Metropolitan. Maybe it's that word. I can't remember, but it means like, instead of being like, like Ottawa in one kind of area, it's like Toronto's like kind of like really big. Like most people refer to it. Like the GTA is huge, right? Yeah. So the GTA is massive, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's very connected, but yeah, I, I love Ottawa. Ottawa's great, but yeah, it's it's so cute, and like the Parliament, I just always think of Parliament and all the museums and stuff. It's it's a really nice city. I actually really enjoy Ottawa. I have family there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, re- I really like it. It's a really nice city, but yeah, like I think in Montreal too, though, like because right now they're kind of putting in like a go train. The, um, they have the, the metro, but yeah, they have the metro, and then they're also putting in like a. It's not a light rail, but it's there's like, a name for it. It's like because yeah. my grandfather lives right by like where they're putting it in. It's it's similar to like a go train though, and it's gonna go over the Champlain Bridge. Yeah, but basically they're getting lucky and they're connecting just like Toronto. But I wonder when Ottawa's gonna get something like that. They've been trying to put one in. There's like the um, I forget what the light rail or something like that. Like a, okay, okay. There's always different names for them. yeah. <laughs> it's just been a complete mess, and it took like, or it's taken like six years longer than it was supposed to, or something like that. Oh, like it's just horrible. a mess. Yeah. I mean, but when you think, but about it's like Toronto, what you expect. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you think about Toronto's like TTC line, though, it's pretty bad like it's literally just two lines and have you been to new york city no i was supposed to go this year actually um, oh no way really? yeah i was supposed to go in february and then my mom was like oh maybe we should wait until like april just because like we'll see what how things go and then uh, it just got cancel. worse <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah anyway like their subway line is like literally insane like if you look up a map it's like there's so many subways but toronto it's just like a u and a line like, yeah. we're laughing about how it's better than <laughs> Ottawa and Montreal, but it's still horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. I feel like we're talking about transit so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's okay that we're talking about transit. <laughs> it's a big part of everybody's life at Ryerson, so that's okay. Yeah, exactly. So you didn't really know what you wanted to do, though, right? Like, as a student, you said you didn't have an interest. Like, did you originally have like a dream job like oh when I grow up I want to be well like when I was a very young child I wanted to be an NHL player <laughs> that's not so exactly cool. the most realistic but <laughs> that was yeah. what I well or I wanted to be um an artist like Monet that was what oh. I told my mom when I was like in grade one I was like really? yeah very okay. ambitious <laughs> well do you still like do you paint or do you draw still or yeah I do actually yeah I actually and, like considered going to art school but I was really? like uh you have to make a portfolio and I'm not good enough <laughs> oh no yeah that's horrible so you still paint and draw like do you do it on the side or do you just do it for pleasure mostly just for fun now we'll see about I've looked into doing like a couple certificate programs at OCAD and uh mm-hmm. Ryerson but like too busy right now to do that so oh, yeah <laughs> but you should you should so do it in the future that'd be such that'd be like such an experience to have yeah I think it'd be definitely a lot of fun yeah like, especially if you're like gifted like for myself like I cannot draw for the life of me but I do it because it's fun but if I was gifted like that like I would just draw all the time I think <laughs> I mean I don't I don't I don't think I would consider myself gifted but <laughs> but to consider to go to art school you're definitely you're definitely up there <laughs> 
And then how did you, so you applied to an undeclared science and then undeclared arts. How did you decide that you wanted to do science instead of arts, I guess? Honestly, my mom kind of convinced me because she was like, well, if you go into arts, you can't really keep science as a hobby. But if you go into science, you can easily keep arts as a hobby. And if you, if I went and started with science and decided to switch, more of my credits would count towards as like electives than the other way around. Yeah. I've had lots, lots of people have made similar choices in that sense. I know lots of people that have done their degrees based on that as well, that it's easier to switch type of thing. I think lots of people don't really know what they want to do. So going into university for yourself, like, how did you feel? Because, you know, it's not like you were in like nursing or something specific. Were you nervous that you weren't going to figure it out or? Yeah, I think I was definitely nervous, especially like, like looking back on it, I probably should have taken a year off before I applied, but I, Mm -hmm. you know wanted to go with the arbitrary standard that everyone does where they go to school right away (laughs) um and yeah I think definitely nervous especially I was I didn't know anyone when I was coming to Ryerson so yeah I was like well we'll see how this goes hopefully it turns out well yeah that's pretty scary and so you said you wish you took a year off I guess you're going into your fifth year at the moment. Did you like extend your program in a sense of wanting to expand it over five years or did you like switch your major at any point? I kind of switched programs because I was, after I like declared my major after first year, I went into Mm -hmm. the chemistry and applied physics option. But then I felt like I wasn't really getting, like I was kind of getting the base level for both of them, but I wasn't really learning anything more than that in either field. So I decided to switch okay. into chemistry and just get a minor in physics instead. But I took an extra year because I uh, I had some mental health issues. Yeah. So had to take a little bit longer to get there. <laughs> yeah. And there's no shame in that. Like I was just phrased it that way too, because some of my friends were really considering when they went to talk to the academic advisor and stuff, they were explaining that you can actually do your degree over five years instead of four And one of my friends is actually doing that instead because it allows her to work full time and she can like relax more. And so she lives downtown. So she has to pay for rent. So it just takes a lot of stress off of her. And to be honest, like that should be more common, you know, like if I knew that that was an option, maybe (laughs) I would have done that instead because I too did like run into lots of mental health problems just with the, like the idea of like stress and switching to university and just like the high pressure of it and all. So I really wish that was more like voice, you know, that, like, yeah. hey, you don't have to finish your degree in four <laughs> years. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially because I think I remember reading um, this like statistic saying that like the vast majority of people don't finish in four years, they finish in five or six years. So it's like, mm, yeah, it's weird that the yeah. four years is the standard when really not, not more than half the people finish in four years. Like it's a pretty small percentage. I think it was like something like 35% finish in really the for in the four-year like time period or something like that that's a pretty significant statistic it was like 60 percent finish in like this many years and like it was a whole thing but I was like it's weird that that's like the standard (laughs) wow yeah that's strange but it makes sense because you know when I think about a lot of my friends in university a lot of them switch their programs I think is great because I would much rather switch programs than to complete a degree in something that I'm unhappy with So what it takes an extra year, you know, at least then you're like happy and you get to do what you want and then you don't have to go back and do another degree if that's what most people end up doing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, what's one extra year in the the scheme of things, you know? Like, 
Oh yeah, for sure. That's the biggest thing because society makes you think like, you know, okay, high school's done, university, let's go, let's go get a job, you know, when it's like, okay, what's the rush? Like, yeah. what does it, what difference does it make if you get, you start your career when you're 21 or 22? Like, does it really make that much of a difference? Yeah. And even for like people who go to school later, like, like my brother was considering going back to school, but he was, but he's older than me. And he was like, oh, I'm gonna, I won't graduate until I'm like 30. And I'm like, so you're gonna be 30 anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> Like, true. you might as well just get your degree. Like, who cares if you're 30 and graduating? Like, you're right? graduating. You're yeah, getting a degree. That's like awesome anyway. Doesn't yeah, matter how old you are. It's education, right? Yeah. And even, that's funny that you say that too, though, because my program, I'm in nutrition. I think you probably know that yeah. because of <laughs> meetings and stuff. But basically, I would say, I think they said that more than half of my program or about half, all of them are getting their second degrees or are like over 30 years old. Oh, wow. I guess 25. So for me, it's kind of more normal. Like a lot of the people in my classes, it's only like half of us came out of high school, probably. So mm-hmm. if we do have a lot more, like, I guess, older, I guess I'm saying that with quotes, because they're not that much older. But it's, yeah, it's more common for me, whereas other programs, I guess it's mostly just younger people. But there's really like, like, you could go to school at any age at this point, And if you're going to further your education, like, it's great. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, like you said, you're, you're going to be 30. You're going to be that old anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, you, if you want that degree and you want to do that thing, you might as well just do it. That's a great way to put it. Let me just ask you a little bit more about your role at Ryerson. So what are you doing right now? I know that you're doing research. Do you want to talk a little bit about your project that you're working on? I actually haven't really started my project yet. I don't have, like, uh, I have a loose outline of kind of what I'm going to be doing, but I'm, okay. I don't really know for sure. <laughs> are you working on the project with Tristan? No, I don't think so. No. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were working on the Asheville teens or, so you guys are still kind of figuring out your role? Yeah, like, um, I'm pretty sure it's going to have to do with uh, metal-enhanced fluorescence, but it's kind of undecided still at this point. Or I guess it's, like, decided, but it hasn't really been, like, confirmed. Okay, okay, interesting. I was just wondering if that was set yet or not, because I think that there was also a something that pertained to my research too that Brian was looking for another student to work on so I wasn't sure if you were doing that or you were working with Tristan's team but yeah that will be that'll be cool to see what you end up doing I love hearing about what other people are doing because half the time I don't really understand it but I'm like wow that's so cool (laughs) that sounds neat yeah I feel that I'm like oh cool I have no idea what you just said but it sounds really interesting (laughs) yeah all the meetings on carbon fiber I'm like trying to comprehend it but it's so (laughs) it's so cool it's so cool what they're trying to do Mm -hmm. so right now what are you doing then are you I guess are you uh writing a paper are you doing any type of readings or well I'm I'm still doing a a summer school class like I'm taking a a site class as like an upper level liberal and then doing the lab development stuff like you are. Then there's like the weekly group meetings. and That's kind of it. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure if you were like doing any readings and stuff like that. Yeah, what psych course are you taking? Drugs and human behavior. Oh, that sounds yeah, very... Fun so far. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's about like how, like part of it's about like how drugs affect the body and like psychoactive drugs. And then part of it is based on like addictions and like why people develop addictions and like how addictions could be treated and that kind of thing. That's such an applicable and helpful, uh, like, I guess, aspect of psychology that you could study right now. Yeah. You know, like that's, 
And are you learning, like, the stuff that's in the drugs and, and things? You can, like, go to the store and be like, oh, I know what this does. <laughs> <laughs> um, a bit. Most of it so far has been focusing on, um, like, illicit substances. So okay. nothing that you would hopefully find at a store. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been interesting so far. Yeah, that's cool. I haven't taken one on the drugs of it because I think for myself it's so complex. But uh, I hope I can take one eventually. <laughs> Yeah, they do a really good job at, like, breaking it down so it's, like, pretty simple to understand once you, like, per module sort of thing since it's online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so is that through the Chang School or are you doing it as a online Zoom lecture type thing? It's through Chang School, yeah. Chang School, okay, yeah, I love the courses through Chang School. I've taken a bunch of them because I'm doing a certificate in food security, which is, like, mainly oh, through awesome. Chang School. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's It's just basically about, like, how to get food to people and why people don't have access and access I guess like an accessibility and issue with it and like yeah, the monetary it, aspect of it yeah exactly so it's really cool but it's offered through the Chang school so okay. a lot of my courses are online and I really really like the way that they do it with the modules just like right the modules are so helpful <laughs> it's so good I mean the one the only one thing is that like some of my classes through that had lots of assignments so it was like so hard to stay on top of it just because it's, yeah like, online and the other thing I hated, I don't know if you guys have to do discussion boards for I hate discussion boards. <laughs> I hate them. They're so it's, awful. <laughs> it's like I had to post like three a week and like respond to like three or something. So yeah. I'd be like, for example, I'd be like, wow, Lila, great topic. So wow, I definitely agree with you here. That was so insightful. Yeah. And it's not even that the course is bad. It's just like hard to show that you're participating and that you understand someone else's concept without sounding like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. You have to be like, I definitely agree with you. <laughs> and yeah. here's why. And yeah, like, I know. It's just so awkward commenting on people's discussion boards. Yeah, it's but pretty like, awkward. Everyone probably feels that way. Yeah, it's not fluid at all, so it just feels so strange, but I really do enjoy the Chang School programs. I haven't taken any, I guess, other than, like, our semester, our last semester finishing online. I haven't done any, like, I guess, Zoom online type classes, but, uh, yeah, I really like the, the uh, Chang School ones because it, it's really applicable for people that, I guess, are working or have other commitments because it's kind of just, like, you do it on your own time. Yeah, I like that you do it on your own time. I had the another course at the beginning of this summer that was, like, one of the Zoom ones. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, still good, but it was annoying because it was from 6.30 to 9.30 still, even though oh. it, like, could have been whenever <laughs> since it's everyone is at home and they could have had it scheduled for a different time. It was, like, every week 6.30 to 9.30 anyway on Zoom. And I was like, that sucks. That's so true. I guess they could just switch it. Because I heard <laughs> lots of people that were taking courses like that, and they were like, yeah, it's until 9.30, which actually sucks so much. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the the one class I was taking, he basically, it was supposed to be a 6.30 and 9.30, but he kind of just did it the way with the modules, where he was like, I'll post um, a recording of the lecture in the morning, and then in he had office hours from eight to nine instead. So that way he's like, you can watch the lecture from like 6.30 to eight or whatever, mm -hmm. if you wanted to. Like if that three hour block was the only time you could do it, you could do it then and then mm -hmm. you could like go talk to him after, which I actually liked that way a lot. Yeah, I guess it's just because some people, like people learn differently. So some people would prefer that, whereas other people it's like, if it's that way, if it's not a scheduled time for them, like they're not going to do it. Like, yeah. I've had some friends, I'm not trying to expose or anything, but I've had some <laughs> friends that said to me, um, on, like, the day of the exam, they're like, 
oh yeah, like I've only done up to module three and I'm like, bro, like <laughs> that's like 10 weeks of content. Like, you know, sometimes online, co- like they don't work for everybody is kind of what I'm saying. Like, um, yeah, unless it's a scheduled time, like it's hard for them to put aside time, you know, and, f- and figure that out. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely been there. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I <relate> to that. <laughs> it's just the motivation behind it for me, at least it's hard when you're not motivated. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this question. What do you think is the most transferable skill that every student should have and why? I think probably critical thinking. That was like one thing I noticed. And I actually like talked to my friends about from high school that like some people just don't have critical thinking and you don't really notice it as much in high school. But then when you get to university and you like run into people who aren't able to like solve problems, even though they have the tools to do it. Mm -hmm. And you're like but you could just do that, you know? Like, obviously, that's not... Yeah, I think critical thinking, and I think it applies in a lot of places, like, in in terms of, like, you know, like, parents with Facebook news that isn't real, and they're like, (laughs) but it's said that you can do this and this, and it's like, no, you can't. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) If only everybody knew that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you could just, you know, if you took the two extra seconds to, like, like, look up on Google. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, I think critical thinking. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, too, because it's funny that you say that when I first came into university, we had a course that was kind of about critical reading and like how to critical think just in a sense of like, especially since I'm studying food nutrition, it's like you kind of have to learn that not everything out there is like real because they publish all these new diets every week, right? Yeah, of course. But yeah, that was one of the major things that I learned in university, too, is just like how to like not everything you read is like 100% true and that you should question it and that you should be thinking while you're reading and it's not just absorbing what you're reading, I guess. Yeah, you shouldn't just like do it to be able to regurgitate it. Like you should be able to pick out what you agree with and what you don't agree with kind of thing. Yeah, and that also helps with how you learn too because if you critical think while you're doing something, you'll be able to, I guess, acquire the knowledge better than if you were just, like you said, to regurgitate it or just memorize it, you know? Yeah, of course. That's neat that you had a whole course on that. Yeah, well, it wasn't, it was like, it wasn't like a whole course, I guess. It was just like kind of a professional practice course. And we had to do a bunch of readings on like important topics, like the social determinants of health. But one thing that they really focused on throughout all of our readings, we were like, okay, well, how did you critical think about this? And what were your critical thinking questions and stuff like that? So it was like, they were just trying to teach you because in university, like you said, you think them when you're in high school, you know? Yeah. And they were just trying to put us in that mindset, I think. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So we've answered a lot of the background questions. We're going to move on to the rapid fire section. And these are just going to be shorter questions and you can answer them with a few words or a few sentences to be concise. What factoid do my colleagues know least about me? I'm weirdly good at Mortal Kombat. For no reason at all. I can't, I've never played it growing up or anything like that. And I'm usually very bad at video games, but for some reason I can consistently kick all of my friends' ass, asses at Mortal Kombat for no reason. No idea why. That's actually so random. Yeah, I, I don't it's know what I was expecting so you to say, but it wasn't that. <laughs> but now I know I'm never going to play you in that ever. Oh no. <laughs> Let's go into the next question. What is your favorite food? 
I think if we're talking about like items, potatoes, just because they're so versatile. Oh, yes. I'm glad somebody you, said that. You can have like chips or you can have like mashed potatoes or like a baked potato or like, you know, like there's so many different ways you can have a potato. Yeah, that's exactly what my sister always says. So I was waiting to see <laughs> if somebody would say that is their favorite food because yeah, it's so versatile. Like you can be a healthy potato or you can be a fried yeah. potato. But yeah, it's just there's so many ways to eat it. Yeah, um, definitely. What's your favorite beverage? Wine, probably. Red wine. <laughs> or coffee. <laughs> Not too uh, What type of red wine? Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. I don't know how to say that properly. I'm not going to Yeah, that I, th- I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> Come on, you're from Ottawa. <laughs> I know. I know they speak French there. <laughs> they do. I can understand French really well, but like there's like the Delft certificate, right? And yeah. 50% of it is based on, like, an oral interview you do with, like, two teachers kind of thing, and the other 50% is based on, like, reading and writing and, like, oral mm-hmm. comprehension kind of thing, and I almost got 100% on the reading and writing section, and I, like, just barely passed the oral <laughs> examination. I would, I would agree with that, too, though, because I feel like whenever I'm in Quebec, like, I'm able to read all the signs, no problem, and I could write something if I have to feel like I remember kids used to come up in school and be like, Steph, Steph, stuff write my paper and stuff because yeah. I was always good at the writing but it's just I can't I don't know speaking what they're it, saying I, just, I don't know I can't. <laughs> speaking it like I guess sometimes I know what they're saying but then when I'm speaking it I'm like oh I just I just don't know the word I can't remember so I totally agree with that it's way easier to read and write it for sure even right. sometimes comprehend <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly what is your favorite color I think like teal or like blue yeah, like a bluey that's green. A that's a good one. Yeah, I love that color. Complete this sentence. Okay, if I was not a student studying chemistry, I would like to be probably a student studying art. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's pretty easy. You kind of answered that one before, I guess. Yeah, but you might not be that instead. You'll probably end up doing that. It as might well. be also. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> Hopefully, something in the top ten of your bucket list parachuting my dad was a paratrooper so I really want to try it (laughs) oh cool yeah and where where do you have like a specific spot you would like to do that nowhere in particular I would just like to try it at some point I think I would only be able to try it once so (laughs) (laughs) what exactly is that though because I'm thinking skydiving I don't think I've ever heard of that before like a parachute and you just jump out of the airplane and then like you like pull the thing and then you have a parachute you know Oh, like, it, it's not similar to skydiving, though? I think it's not as, uh, I think they're probably kind of similar. I think it's more that you just kind of jump out and do okay. it versus, right like, away. skydiving. I think you can kind of, like, free fall for a bit, hmm. you know? That's so But cool. I still think it's pretty fast, but yeah. So your dad did that as his, like, job? Yeah, he was like in the army. It? Yeah, so oh he was, God, like, really like, did that for, like, years, yeah. Oh, that's, that's crazy. That, that's amazing. Yeah, you have to get out there and do it. Right? I just want to try it once. <laughs> Say I did it. <laughs> Be like, hey, I can do it too. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't think I've ever heard of, uh, like, it's just parachuting. That's what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, it's just parachuting. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Like, you always hear people saying to go skydiving and stuff, but I'd be more inclined to go parachuting because it's like, like you said, you don't have to free fall. So you just, boom, yeah. done. <laughs> and then you can just float. <laughs> and you just kind of float. I think you float fast, but like... 
it seems like it'd be kind yeah, of maybe it's not like <laughs> nice I don't know, leisure, yeah. like float through the sky it's like you're yeah okay yeah, I maybe guess. you're just like a fucking torpedo just like <laughs> oh shit <laughs> uh what is your greatest achievement oh i learned how to drive stick in an en route parking lot <laughs> i was driving oh my back God. to ottawa with my friend in one of those en routes yeah yeah, oh she, she picked me up from, she drove from Waterloo to Toronto to pick me up, and then we went to an en route, and then it was, like, another four hours back to Ottawa still, and she was like, I just can't drive anymore, and I was like, okay, teach me, so, yeah. No way, your friend put that much trust into you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, that's wild. Yeah, I'm definitely never gonna learn how to drive stick, and I can't believe you learned it in an en route. How did you, and then you went on the 401 after? <laughs> Yeah, at least driving on the highway is not as bad, but, like, when we hit areas of traffic, okay, I, yeah, I guess, oh, my God, tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess yeah. it's not so much the highway. I guess that's why it's probably easy, but uh, yeah. when you're, like, you have to switch it when you're going up hills and, like, when you're stopped, like you said. Oh, like, yeah. In traffic. I was shocked that I didn't stall when we got it off the, um, when we got off the 40, well, not the 401, the 416 when we were back in Ottawa, because mm-hmm. you, like, change highways, right? Yeah. Um, I was shocked when I didn't stall. <laughs> But then the next time I drove, I stalled, I stalled like six times in a row, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so stressful. I get so nervous about driving sometimes, and like, I drive an automatic. I know. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. People are like, oh, I like stick. It allows me to control my car more. I'm like, I just want to get there. And I'm like, I want to get there in one piece, <laughs> please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll ask you the contrary question. What is your greatest failure? I feel like it's not really, so when I was in second year, I failed like a couple courses because I was like going through it you know? Yeah. But I think it's probably the courses that I did poorly in that I know I should have done better in, but I just Mm -hmm. didn't put in the effort, you know? Yeah. When you're like, oh, I should have gotten an A, but I didn't put in the effort, so I got, like, a C, those courses. Yeah. 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 But at least it's in a sense of, like, it was because you didn't apply yourself, you know? It's not so much that, like, you couldn't do it. It's just that, like, oh, I could have, but I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because it's a lot harder to come back from that when it's like, okay, I seriously don't understand the concepts and I failed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like failing is like more justifiable almost because it's like, yeah. you know, like if you failed the course, you failed the course, you know? But like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got that. Okay. What are you most grateful for? I'm going to take the easy one and say my friends and family. <laughs> that's what everybody says. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy though. Like that's, that's a good thing to be grateful for. Yeah, definitely. And what concerns you the most? Um, like in general, climate change. <laughs> Specifically right now, probably yeah. living in the house. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say with the weather that we've been having, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're just like, all right, cool. This is fun. This is fine. It's, it's scary because it's it's I guess like COVID. You can't control it and it's happening. And mm-hmm. it's it's weird though too, because this winter it took so long. Like, I don't know, I guess you probably live in Toronto all year, right? Um, I go back for, like, a month in, in December, but yeah, oh, okay. like, most of the okay. year. Yeah, yeah, so most of the year you're in Toronto, but yeah, th- I don't know if you can remember, but this winter, it took so long to become summer, and then June, I would say, the past month that we've had, it's, it was so it was hot, so like, so hot. <laughs> it was so humid, it's not even hot, it's uh. humid. And I just remember this winter being so cold. Like, we didn't have that much snow, but I just remember it being... The wind was awful. Yeah, it just dragged on forever. And then now it's, like, super humid. Luckily, these past few days we've had... I enjoy this weather that we've had. It's, like, nice and breezy and cool. 
but yeah. it's not typical July weather. That's why it scares me as well. Yeah, it's just the weird like weather patterns are like freaky, and like it yeah, has and been it's so hot. <laughs> yeah. Did you see? Did you see that tornado that we had the other day? It was like a tornado. I didn't see it. No. Okay, because I was, uh, it was about to rain. I'm like, well, we should probably take my dog for a walk. So I went out, of course, right before the rain. Yeah. And, like, the sky was, like, I actually thought it was, like, a, okay, this is weird, but, like, you know Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Like, okay. It <laughs> that was, like, was a scene. The end of the movie? It was, like, a uh, scene from that. Like, it was, like, a storm, and, like, the sky was all purple and black, and it, honestly, it looked like a tornado. Like, I never, and I was actually kind of freaking out. Like, I was intrigued, so I watched a bit, and I got yeah. caught in the rain. But I was, like, I was actually kind of scared at the same time because the sky, like, I've never, I've, we've only had a few storms like that, and it was pretty intense. Like, I don't know what it's like downtown, but out here it was, like, pouring rain for, like, at least 30 minutes straight. Like, yeah. pouring. It, like, downpoured for, like, 20 minutes relentlessly, and the trees were blowing everywhere, and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then it just stopped, and it was yeah. weird. And then it just <laughs> became sunny again. It was like, yeah. oh, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, that's, it scares me too, so. <laughs> yeah. And so is that why you're studying chemistry? Like, is this something that you want to pursue once you graduate? Yeah, I think so. I think in, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I've always been, like, interested in environmental chemistry and, mm-hmm. like, that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully. You we'll should see. talk to Anna because she's studying the environment. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I listened to her podcast the other yeah. day. So. Her podcast is great. Yeah, she talks a lot about I guess, like, how she came to study it and how she, it's just amazing. Her story is amazing. Uh Yeah. Yeah, you should get in touch with her, see if you guys can do something. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that'd be fun. (laughs) What spot in the world do you most like traveling to? Probably Nova Scotia. Oh. Yeah, it's my favorite. I can't can't believe you say that because this year I was supposed to, or I was trying to plan, like, an East Coast trip. Oh, yeah? Because everything's so shut down, I'm like, okay, I probably should, we're probably, we're not gonna go but yeah I've been really wanting to go out there and Nova Scotia looks so beautiful it's my favorite yeah I go up most summers because a lot of my family's out there like my brother moved out there and like okay all of my dad's side of the family's out there so go up there pretty often but like obviously can't go this summer which sucks <laughs> oh yeah that's horrible I I feel like it's so underrated like I feel like I spend a lot of time out west in Canada and I feel like that's very promoted but yeah. I feel like the East Coast is just this little hidden gem with some really good seafood. And I'm just trying to go there. Like, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a great place to go. Yeah, it looks beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. It looks so beautiful. What is your most productive time of day? Probably like 10 p.m. to like 3 a.m.-ish. Yes. Like really wow. late at night. <laughs> really? Someone's a night owl. Everybody's yeah. talking about the morning. I'm like, what? Ew. I'm I know. Like, Everybody's like, I'm so productive in the morning. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> if I can get out of bed. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I get myself out of bed, but that doesn't mean I'm productive. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I just, That's I got out of bed. I deserve to watch an hour of Netflix now. <laughs> so do you spend most of your time doing homework at night then? Like, well, when you should be sleeping? <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm trying not to, but yeah, unfortunately, I spend a lot of time doing that, so. That's tough. I like how it's 10 p.m. till 3 a.m. That's what you said, right? Yeah. It's not like 10 p.m. till 1. It's literally till 3 a.m., which is like pretty, I guess, yeah. early. Not late, I'm just like but... not good at sleeping. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. That sucks. Do you yeah. sleep during the day, though? 
Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you just don't sleep. <laughs> I do sleep. I just have a weird thing where I only sleep for like three or four hours at a time most of the time. So I'll like wake up no matter what. So it's kind of like, oh, that's so uh, I like sleep from like three until like seven. Then I can get up and then I'll just take a nap later. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. So you're like a napping person. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's cool, though. At least it gives you, like, lots of time to break up your day and you don't get, like, super bored. You're like, okay, I'll just go sleep a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, time for a nap, I guess. <laughs> I kind of uh, like, kind of like a toddler now that I think about it. This is kind yeah, of Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. What is your favorite hobby? Uh, yeah, I guess painting or, like, hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that you would say that. Yeah. But, yeah. And so you played hockey. Did you play, like, in high school or competitively? Yeah, I played uh, competitively most of my life, and I played on my school team as well, so. Were you able to play at all at Ryerson, be it, like, drop-in or the intramurals team? No, I, I tried out for the varsity team, but they were supposed to be, like, three two-hour tryouts, but because of when they were scheduled, I could only go to half an hour of one because I had classes. Oh, that's so I, yeah, and then I think the intramural hockey team the first year that I was here, it got canceled or something like that, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess hockey's tough because you need lots of equipment, right? So it's kind of hard just to do, like, drop-in yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, carrying the hockey bag everywhere kind of sucks, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. But at least you live downtown, though, I guess, so you're somewhat close, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that sucks that you can't do it anymore. Do you prefer painting or drawing? Uh, probably painting yeah. over drawing. Yeah. And you see everybody right now during COVID too, like everybody's painting. Into so painting. much fun. Yeah. yeah go so follow cool. Bob yeah. Ross tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Ross. Oh my gosh. He just seems like such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. He's so like encouraging and he's like, you can do it. He's always like, <laughs> And he makes it so he makes it look so easy. That's you know what that's not good though because then you, he makes you think that you can do it. And then you're doing it and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> it's, <laughs> what not, it's not what Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah, these are not happy trees. <laughs> <laughs> so right now we're gonna move on to another section of the podcast where we just ask a little bit about COVID. And okay. I'm sure that you're like probably ripping out your hair because that's all that people talk about now. <laughs> but before we move into that, I just want to ask you. What piece of advice would you give to your second yourself? Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. I would have been a lot better off had I just done something and gotten like a 30% than not doing it at all, you know? Yeah. So even if you can't convince yourself to do something to the best extent, because obviously that's not always going to be the case that you can put yeah. in your full 100% effort. But yeah, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. That's a really good piece of advice, too, because lots of people, especially myself, too, I find get overwhelmed with just everything with school. Yeah. So sometimes it's like you don't know where to start, whereas when you're saying this to yourself, it's like, okay, just do something. Yeah, just get it's started. like, just do a little bit. It's okay. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the next best thing, but, you yeah, know, as long as you get it done. Yeah, because you know. that's how you always feel, too. You always feel that it needs to be this, like, be-all, end-all, I guess. Yeah, exactly. All right, now with the COVID stuff, I'll just ask you a few questions just so that people know and um, so I can see where you're at. But how have you been coping with it and what so far has been your biggest, I guess, struggle with it? Um, I've been doing pretty well with it, actually. <laughs> I live with roommates and yeah. so we pretty much just get to hang out all the time unless we're doing work. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like 
gives me incentive to do my work so that I can go hang out with my friends. <laughs> Biggest struggle is probably just the fact that our apartment doesn't have actual AC. So like when it was oh. up in the 30s, it was like the ambient temperature inside of our apartment was like 29.5. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually live without AC as a choice by my mother. Yeah, uh, because she doesn't like think it's very good for your health, and she's always cold. So yeah. I know what I know what it feels like. But yeah. that being said, I do live on like the first floor, right? Because I live in a house. So I, I, you said you live in like a condo, or uh, ours is like a like a townhouse converted into a. Oh, okay, okay. So, so it's like, not like you're on like, like the. No, yeah, we're on like okay. the second floor, so it's like not bad, but it's, it's not like too bad. yeah, it's so I'm, horrible though because it's yeah. downtown Toronto, so there's no breeze. I bet. Yeah, no, there's, like, and there's a condo building going up behind us right oh, now, no. so, like, any breeze that we were getting is just non-existent, so, oh, yeah. I was used sad. to it in Ottawa, because in Ottawa, it doesn't get quite as hot. Yeah, it's just very humid in Toronto, that's what I find. It's yeah, not even the exactly. heat, it's literally the humidity, because you're, like, sticky. You're, like, yeah. sticking to your chair. And there's, like, <laughs> no escaping it. You just can't <laughs> yeah. get away. You're, like, all yeah. right, well, I guess I'm just gonna be a sweat ball the whole day. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought you were living in a condo, but if you were, it would, you'd be on like the 30th floor in direct oh, sunlight. That would be horrible would as well. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry. You're not the only one without AC. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess that concludes the rest of our podcast for today. Thanks so much for being a guest. It was really nice to get to know you a bit more because I've only been able to meet you online through uh, our meetings for the lab. But um, before we just quit, like quit off the podcast, I just want to know, and you already did give a really good piece of advice, but do you have any quotes that you live by that you would like to share with our listeners or any other general advice that you think would be helpful? Probably just be nicer to yourself. Mm. (laughs) It's hard right now. So like, yeah, uh, there's no point in like, if you're not learning a new language or something like, (laughs) you know, it's a pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) Calm down. Be nicer to yourself. Yeah, that, that's a great, I think it's, that's honestly forgotten, like, lots of times. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good reminder. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. It was really nice to chat with you. Yeah, well, thanks for and, having me. Yeah, no problem. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.